Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield coming at you, as always, with uh, my big brother, Rich. Rich, how are you this evening? I'm yep. here. You're here. Can't breathe. <laughs> no, can't breathe. Can't breathe. Good. Can't breathe. Oh. Yeah, can't breathe. But um, yeah, awaiting the snow. I know exactly what you mean. We're 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 due for some. We don't usually get much snow in my area, but we're supposed to get some tomorrow. So we're kind yeah. of ready to do that. Um. So I say, just get on with it. Get on with the snow. Get on with the week. Get on with getting to the next game. Because that's kind of what we need here, a little bit of Steeler fans. This is usually our transition show when it comes to the Behind the Steel Curtain podcasts. This is the one that talks a little bit about last week and then looks to next week. Okay, The hangover, when we get to run on a regular week, which we did this week. Unfortunately, we won't next week because it's a Monday game. But I like having that extra day for the Steelers as scheduled. We'll talk about some stuff with that. Um, That that's going to be nice. But so we have a regular week this week. So you had the hangover yesterday. That's talking about the game that was. This is our game. We look at the game or our show where we look at the game that was. We look at the game that will be. Then tomorrow night, you got Know Your Enemy. That's looking at the next game, the next game. And then, of course, the preview on Thursday, that's previewing the next game. So here we go. Oh, poor Brad has, has to go study for a test. We'll see you later, Brad. Oh, sorry, Brad. <laughs> So, but we're hey, we're here. We're glad to be ready for a test. And right before we went on, I was telling you, I already have my snow day for tomorrow. The college canceled stuff. Yes, the college you work at is 
before it even got here, they're like, yep, we're just going to, you know, get in front of this and everybody stay home. Yeah. Well, when we're supposed to start getting snow is, um, you know, my, my youngest is in preschool and it would be fine to get him to school, but it might be a mess picking him up and they don't handle snow in my area. Like they do where you live, where I grew up. So it's, I'm not worried about myself. I'm worried about all those knucklehead, other knuckleheads out there that don't know how to handle it. So yeah, anyway, so that's a whole different I story. I will, say, I will say to Brad, Brad, you know, thanks for popping in. Sorry, you got to go work on this this uh, exam, but we expect nothing less than an A. So yes, get to it. Yes, <laughs> no excuses. The standard is the standard. <laughs> So live up to it. Okay. Yeah. And then Mark says there's no snow there in Florida. Yeah. Um, I assume Pittsburgh's getting part of this storm too. I think my area is supposed to get worse than that. There's much. It's really cutting off as you go north and west of us out here. Yeah. We're, we're, we're we're in the same like total you are. Mm -hmm. And then you get, start going north and west. It starts dropping off. Yes. So fairly fairly quick. It's funny. People call where I live, Western Maryland, yeah, you're yeah, not. I guess I'll call it Western Maryland. If that's the case, then I grew up in far Western Maryland. That's yeah. that's Western Maryland. That's the Pittsburgh hey, area. That's the that's the Pittsburgh sphere of influence. There you go. Uh, I I saw Thaddeus was in here. Thaddeus, I hope you see the comment Kyle just threw up there. Th- threw out there. Um, Kyle's going hunting in the snow. In the snow tomorrow. tomorrow so. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of snow, the Steelers played a game that had some snow at the beginning. It wasn't really yes, sticking or anything, and it did make for a little bit of some interesting conditions. And you can think of a couple plays in particular to start the second half where some players slipped and and, and might have cost a couple things. Not any different than that Monday night game. But we'll get to the Monday night game too. Yeah, let's we're go actually, ahead. we've got to talk about that one a little bit. Yeah, we will. But we'll let, let's go ahead and, you know, I don't want to get a, you know, we, we don't want to completely miss the Steelers talk. This is what we're here for. So the Steelers, it's so interesting because this, I picked the Steelers at the beginning of the season to go 12 and four. That was my prediction, 12 and four. So right now they're 11 and two. So they're overperforming where I had them. And I had the Buffalo at the Buffalo Bills as one of the losses. Yes. That's just what we kind of chalked up because we knew the Bills were going to be the real deal. And guess what we found out leading up to this game? That the Bills are the real deal. Now, here's the thing that's a little bit different about the Bills. Kind of like you get this with a lot of other teams. The Bills were expected to, before the season started, to be the real deal because they had a strong defense and a capable offense. Here it's the other way around. They have a strong offense and a capable defense. That's what they are this year. So they're not what you expected, but yet that's what they are. That's who the Steelers faced off against. And um, honestly, that was probably – going by ranks, one of, if not the best offense that they faced in a long time. Yep. And what was so frustrating was, what did the defense do in that first half? Three points. Held that that off. Everyone's talking about all how great Josh Allen is and everything else. Held them to three points. Barely over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Net yards in the first half. That's what the Steelers' defense did. And yet the whole team walked into the locker room deflated because of the pick six before the half. 
You knew how, I'll be honest with you. There's two lines of thought. I've gone back and forth on this a little bit. There's two lines of thought on how the Steelers responded after the pick six. They came out, they ran the ball, they let the clock run out, blah, 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 end of half. They had two timeouts. What was it, 52 seconds left, I think? Something like that. And they just kind of let, and they let the, they, they ran a play, ran another play, let the clock run out. To me, I had no problem at that time saying, you know what? You just kind of had a nightmare play. Get in, get in the locker room, regroup. Then when, but, Based on what happened and how they came out of the locker room, I'm like, you know, you kind of made that play even worse by making it such a big deal by not trying to take advantage of your 52 seconds. Yep. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Yeah. So I could see it why to make that decision in the moment. And I said that in the preview, but the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, that really magnified how big of a play that was by afterwards, you just waved the white flag. So you could have made a statement to your team as a coach. You know what? We're still going to go after him, right? 52 seconds. You know what? We got to get those six points back. At least let's get half of them back. Let's go get out there, get on the scoreboard, get the ball down the field. And instead they're like, Oh no, we need to kind of lick our wounds from that one and, and, and see what we can do. And it completely carried over into the entire second half. I don't know if that was the reason, but you can't say that it wasn't. Right. Um, all right, hold on. I will say something here as you brought up that pick six. I think it was Tony in, in an article he did, and I'm going to bust on my own son for, for the same thing in the live comments over there. Kyle was talking about, you know, touchdown pass instead of the pick six. It's a 14-point swing. Nope. nope. They, but they only missed a the extra point. Because <laughs> we missed the extra point. Yeah. Tony said the same thing in one of his stories. He put out there something about, you know, oh, that was an extra seven point. Nope, they missed the extra point. It was only, it was only six. Yep. But, but still. still yeah. yeah, you had a chance to still take the lead into halftime, and you and and here's what makes it worse. This is what you got to think of as a coach. Okay, you have 52 seconds. What who gets the ball coming out of the second half should completely dictate what you do there with 52 yes. seconds to do timeouts, regardless of the play that just happened. Knowing that they get the ball, you're like, are you going to allow them to get six points there and they get the ball to do something at the beginning of the second half? But then again, you were still trusting your defense. Here's what happened to start the second half. Rich, I got to ask. I read it. Did you I see it? it? I read Jeffrey it. it completely commented. I'm like, I, I will give you the stats. You just backed that up with the film. They made. I, I noticed that they did. I noticed during the game yeah. that they had done that, uh, yeah. that they switched sides with him. Yeah, it was it was crazy. What they they made the slightest tweak for the first two drives of the second half, and that was they knew that the Steelers would be stubborn. I like to say that this is stubborn because it's the way they do things, and I've heard this about this before. When in years past, they're asked, "Hey, are you going to have this corner follow this receiver?" Well, that's not the way we do things. Well, you know what? Sometimes you have to do things differently based on what other people are doing. And the Buffalo Bills specifically lined Stephon Diggs on the other side of the field to get him away from Steven Nelson. Yep. Because in the first half, he we laid it out in the article on Steelers Vertex today um, at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. You can go check that out. Jeffrey and I did it. I laid out the stats of how Buffalo's stats were in the first half versus the second half and all these things. And specifically, 
their best offensive weapon. Some people say it's Josh Allen. Josh Allen isn't what he is if he doesn't have a good receiver to throw to. And I'm sorry, Stefan Diggs is one of the best in the league. He re- That's what Kevin said as soon as he did his scouting reports. KT Smith said he's one of the best throwers out there. We don't have a receiver like him. And he's good. And Steven Nelson did a great job. The one play they got out in the first half with him did help him get that field goal. But that was where Nelson was there, had the catch, would have tackled him. And Minka Fitzpatrick actually knocked Nelson off the tackle and didn't get him down. He busted for 23 yards. Yeah. Instead of going down, he almost held him up. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. He, that's the way Jeffrey described it. He was going down. And because Fitzpatrick hit him in the opposite way of what he was going down, he actually stood him back up. So that's just what that's going to happen. Those are fluky plays. Steven Nelson did a great job. Do you realize in the second half and those first two drives, there was only one time where Diggs lined up on the offense's left side, the defensive right side. And that was on the touchdown when Nelson fell down. If Nelson doesn't fall down, that's not a touchdown. So it doesn't mean that they wouldn't have got the touchdown eventually, but that play wouldn't have been a touchdown. So they made the slightest tweak. They're like, hey, let's flip the field and see if we can get them open on the other side. And it worked. And it worked. So my question is, I I often wonder this. If the Steelers would have had a big lead and Buffalo would have been trying to come back, how long do you think it would have taken them to actually say, we're going to do something about him being on the other side of the field? I don't know that they would have. I'm not sure. I don't know. So, yeah. Hey, I want to grab this super chat question here before I lose it. I was was holding it just so I wouldn't lose it. (laughs) All right, you go ahead and click on it then. Oh, all right. Thank you. Um, Just so you know, the super chat features where you can, um, I'm pretty sure this is just on YouTube, not on on Facebook, Um, that you type in your comment, you click the dollar sign, you throw something um, towards the show. Uh, We appreciate it. We don't expect you all to, to use the super chat feature, but... If you do, we will bring up your comment no matter what, unless it's inappropriate. Uh, but $2 into the tip jar from Steel Dog 88 He says, do you think the Steelers should throw their offensive scheme out? Rich. No. They need to add a bunch of stuff to it. Yes, they need, they need to. I mean, look, and, and this is perfect. I, I saw this question. I knew we were going to talk about our, the Vertex article. I knew this it was going to come up. Yeah, it goes to show that one little itty-bitty change can make an enormous difference if you get the right change. So they don't have to throw everything out. They just need to rethink how they're doing some of these things. I mean, you know, you, don't you, you think? You can talk about it. I have no problem with the short passing game. No. But that's all we're doing. Yes. Okay. The we Some people say, well, we take shots down the field. Those, those are just anymore seem like they're just blind tosses okay nobody's respecting that we need to start hitting into some of the intermediate passing game yeah. that that 8 to 18 yard range yeah um uh, uh of that you start hitting more of that it opens up your short passes then become more effective also starts to open up lanes for your running game more yeah. you know yes it, that you're the thing is the reason part of the reason you're like, well, the run, if you if you keep passing, the running game is going to open up. Not doing all those little quick passes because Not what it is right, is that you're allowed on? to keep their defense in close to say, okay, we're going to take away those quick passes, and this is going to help us defend the run. Yes. There's other issues with the run. There is. Oh, I yeah. brought it up in the post game. I tweeted about it during the game. I was so frustrated. How 
these offensive linemen for the Steelers, and I'm not for those of you that saw Booger McFarland called them soft in the pregame show Monday night um, for the Monday night game. I'm not going to call them soft. I'm not saying Marquise Pouncey's soft. He's not. He's got that that attitude. But their style of run blocking is not conducive to being unsoft. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Somebody did a somebody did a story or something on it. Where was that? Who did it? Who was I looking I know. at? <laughs> you know what? It may have been may have been Chizap. Yeah. It may have been Kevin. Um, talking about them being chop the short choppy steps in their yep. run blocking. Uh huh. Um, it does a lot to to hold on to momentum. It does mm-hmm. a lot to potentially guard against injury. Mm-hmm. But it makes you play higher. That's what so I was going to say. They're not playing low enough. When we're playing high, that all that choppiness where you think you can keep momentum going, you, you can't keep it going when you're playing high. It, it, it's you should know you yeah. have the degree. It's physics. Yes. It yes. doesn't work. <laughs> yes, you're right. And the thing is, in, in order to the way that they're asking them to block, they're asking them to block low. They're not asking them to fire off and drive their guy back. That's not the style of blocking of a, of the blocking scheme. I think it has more to do with their blocking scheme and technique that they're trying to implement. You know what? But and here's the thing: they're, everyone's like, "Oh, Mike Munchak, Mike Munchak, Mike Munchak didn't have him firing off the ball either." Right. I mean, that's just the style, and that's why Mister But Naked Get Robbed was uh, was a, a good match for that blocking style because he wanted to get in behind these tall, playing high offensive linemen and be very patient, and then squirt his way through. That's why it worked. It was a it was like a perfect recipe. But the offensive line, and I, I still didn't finish what I was saying before because I said it on the post game show. There's how many times do you still see the running back fighting and improvising, and you see at least one offensive lineman standing and watching, yeah. watching. Yeah. When you are run blocking, you are not done until you are either laying on top of your man, push, pushing him in, pushing him as far downfield as you can get. Or you're looking for someone else to hit. Standing and watching and seeing how the running back's doing ain't getting it done. It's not. Or, or you're getting up off the ground from where you were in the pile. Yeah. In the so, scrum, I mean, keeping it moving. It's that's like, the thing. It's like, they're, it's like they're putting their offensive line in a position to not fire out and move the line of scrimmage. Now, part of that, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. I think part of that's Ben Roethlisberger. You're like, what do you mean? How's that Ben Roethlisberger? There are things that Ben likes to do and things that Ben doesn't like to do. And the Steelers have been bending over backwards to do the things he likes and not do the things he doesn't like, which I you can't blame them. You can't blame them. They won 11 straight games doing these things. He's your franchise quarterback. He's been around for a long time. He's the guy that makes the money. He's the guy that runs your offense. You understand it. But when it stops working, he's got to suck it up and get under center and turn his back to the defense doing play action. You know, Ben, Ben doesn't like all the apparent. I mean, this is allegedly doesn't like all the motions and stuff and the things because he likes to just be able to read the defense. Well, guess what? 
you like to read the defense, the defense likes to read you too. So if you're not if you're not fooling the defense, you're you we're learning now that you can't just fool them yourself by knowing what they're going to do. It's it's, just it's now, a game of chance. On Sunday afternoon, had an, had a wonderful argument with my father, Kyle, and I did. <laughs> Uh, with, I, with our with our father, I actually heard about hear this about from this? my mother this morning. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was bad because it was our mom's birthday. Yeah, so Kyle and I were going over to take care take care of our deer, uh -huh. and we picked up a cake and went over. And we're going to have cake with, with head mom. Cake. So of course, Dad angers us because you know he he's saying you know Ben Roethlisberger is a spoiled brat and because. They're just trying to do everything they can to appease him, and we should just get get rid of him now and move on to somebody else. Um, There's a lot of people that are saying that, and, you, and a lot of people were saying that in our live chat after the game. And you know what? That's why we as fans, we don't have the emotional control to be on the coaching staff. Because exactly. we're too invested as fans. Because that is a fan reaction. And I'm not saying you're wrong for feeling that way. But my goodness, if something came out, to, to it's Tuesday night when we're recording this on YouTube. If you're listening to this an audio podcast or platform, don't. Okay. This isn't true. But what if something came out where we found out, oh, no, Ben's got has an injury. He's going to miss the last three games of the regular season. We don't even know about it. We'll be back for the postseason. What are people going to do? Oh my goodness, what are we going to do without Ben Roethlisberger? Right? So don't say right. you need to move from him because you're bad at him after the game and then say, oh, the season's over. We don't have Ben. You know, that's what you're going to get because that's how we are. That's how we react. And that's us. We do that too. Yep. So we understand. Before we do that, I want to grab this one because this was from what we were talking about. Yep. This is a Mr. Steelers, $5 in the tip jar. Thank you. Yes. I was screaming at the O line watching the run. I don't know that I've seen that a lot outside of this past week. You know, I can't say that I, that it didn't happen. I'm just saying this was when I really noticed it, if you know what I mean. So yeah, that's, that's it, one it of those things. You you the, know. It, it just gives you the feeling when the offensive line, when you see a lineman standing around that they don't care and they don't want to, they don't want to try to run the football. Yeah. It's lazy. Yeah. You know? And you know what? I have no problem with a team doing what they have to do to scheme around the strength of your player. That's what we do. That's what we want yeah. them to do on defense. That's why Terrell Edmonds is having a much better year this year. They're, they're, they're using him to his strengths. And guess what? That's what the Steelers offense has been doing with this. They're, they were playing to Ben Roethlisberger's strength. Don't blame them. That's what you generally want to do. You don't want to go out there and, you know, and constantly not have your quarterback do the things that he's best at and other stuff. But the problem is, when it stops working, you've got to be willing to change. Not whole, not whole, not throw the scheme out, everything else, not not wholesale change, but you got to make a, you got to do a little, you got to work a little bit outside your comfort zone now. It was, look, the first five games, things were great because we were, we were getting stuff in the passing game. We were even hitting some long balls in the passing game. Had the short pass game, hit some long, some long shots. We had all the motion going on, which led to, to good rushing statistics, everything like that. And now we're one-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's but that's yeah. back to what you were saying, okay? Yeah. This on Mike Tomlin. Yes. Well, 
I, right I was ship, saying right? this to you before right. we got on the show, right. so I kind of got to set this up a little bit. I wrote an article and I got so frustrated. I did. I stopped reading the. I, I always try to read the first couple comments of any read, of my articles. I read that story too, by the way, be, because they'll. That I was worried about that story a little bit. You know why? <laughs> I have to admit that story. I kept getting interrupted by my kids. So I wrote that in three different parts and I was worried that it didn't necessarily flow right. But I, so it took me a long time to edit that one, but that some people on the website, like I said, I always checked, I always check the comments just to make sure if I spell something wrong or have a, have something in there, people will point it out and I, I go correct it if I have to, but this one ended up having, I think over a hundred comments and I didn't read them after that far, but someone was saying, oh, I'm so done with this site because all they want to do is fire Tomlin. I'm like, and no way oh, did I, I ever say fire Tomlin. You didn't even read the story. I'm like, you, you just didn't read, read the, the headline. Because the, the headline and didn't read the story. Yeah, I made sure when I when I put it out on Facebook that I put a, a different thing to the post to say it's not that Coach Tomlin is responsible for the last two losses, but if anybody's, but if, but if the he is responsible for doing everything he can in his power to straighten this out to write. Plus, the he said he said we can fix yeah. it. Yeah, okay. He's, and and that's and that's why I said the article. They said, you're the head man, is there, and you're saying we can fix it. So it's up to you to see it gets fixed. Yeah, he said. Is there because he was asked questions? Is there enough time to fix the offense by the next game? Yes. Which is funny because they're like, oh, that's a short answer. Well, if if you listen to every press conference. Uh, you'll you, find you'll find that when certain, a short answer, you asked him a question that could be answered yes or yeah, no. I know, and 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 it's really funny because I, I'm not going to call anybody out, but you notice the the people that get short answers, it's usually the same people, and it's based on their questions, which was so funny because I saw another Steelers site um, today on Twitter saying that oh this person usually asks good questions. I'm like that's the person that he won't answer that he gives one word answers for because. They're not good questions. They're not. And I'm like, so, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it's not yeah. coach. It's Great reporter, just it, not the best at asking the best questions. Right. So. The question isn't, coach, do you have time to fix these things? No. Yeah. Coach, how do you go about do, fixing what these What do things? you see as issue, or even what do you see as the challenges mm -hmm. to be able to correct these issues? Boom. Yes, you know and things like that. But he says he can that they can write the ship. But what I'm saying is, they're doing they they were they did something. They're doing more of the same. They're doing more of the same. If Ben wants to keep doing the same thing and do it better, and that's what they've been saying. I mean, they said after the Washington game, they weren't going to change anything. They just need to do what they do better. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, let's just tell the other team they're not prepared for anything. Which you could say was a mind game, but then they didn't really do it. So you're so you're saying you just need to do what you're doing better. Well, guess what? After three straight games, you've been figured out. It, exactly. Do you want to be the 2019 Baltimore Ravens that got figured out and bounced out of the playoffs in their first game? Because they got figured out. And the Steelers were one of the teams early in the season that helped kind of say what they, what what you could do. Another not all every team was yeah. able to do it. So it's just one of those things that. Now you've got to tweak it. If Ben doesn't want to tweak it, if Randy Land doesn't want to tweak it, then guess what? Tomlin has to – sorry, I'm spanking into stuff. I'm moving my hand so much. Tomlin's got to step in and say, this is why we're tweaking it. Right. That's now, why I say it lies I'm on coach, him. You're going to do this. Yeah. Wow. So, And if he has to make 
I mean, I've seen head coaches say, I mean, who was it? Was it in almost in San Diego? Was it the Chargers? Their head coach took over the special teams because their special teams coordinator wasn't getting it done. I'm not saying I want Coach Tomlin calling plays, but I'm just saying if you got to say, nope, this game, so-and-so is calling plays. I know people are going to scream for Matt Canada, but you know, or, or something else like that. If that's what it takes, then he needs to do whatever it takes. That was my point. Got to yep. bring this one up. Snowman, yep. $5 into the tip jar. Thank you, Snowman. Hadn't thought about this. This is a great question. Hey, Dave, why haven't the Ratbirds been punished for their COVID-19 outbreak? That's an easy answer. Yeah. Because they're the rat birds. Because <laughs> Wang Harbs. Wang Harbs. Um, yeah. And the fact that Goodell's buddy buddy with the owner. Yeah. Um, That's why. I think the longer they wait, the, the more people aren't going to say. But I'm trying to think of the time frame. It was a while until they did anything for Tennessee, although they didn't do much. It was about, so it, it was yeah. between two and three weeks. So for it, Tennessee. it should have been. It should be. It should, it be. should be there. You, you wonder if they're trying to to let that calm down and go away a little bit, so then they're not because they're not going to hit them as hard as they probably most people think they should. Yeah. So they're hoping if they let it slide a little bit and then do something, people will have yeah. water under the bridge by then. Yeah. So except for those of us in Pittsburgh that were totally screwed <laughs> by the whole thing, and and it really was. And it really was because if you think about it, I I I gave a shout out to Wes at the post game because he said, he says, mark my words, having this by this early is going to come back to haunt them. And I said, it's going, you know, you could make that argument at any point of the season, just say chalk it up on any loss. But the way that they're playing over this stretch of the game, over these stretch of games, where they're start, I think they just look tired this last game. Yeah. But I I think the Steelers could have been fine with just the movement of the buy to week again. four. Yep. But then throwing in the, the Thanksgiving debacle on top of that yep. and getting everything off, it's the two combined. That's if right. it you wasn't for the me. one, the other one might have been okay. If it wasn't for the other one, the first, you know what I'm saying? I think it's both of them together just kind of has really put them, put them behind the eight ball. But you know what? You still got to play. You still got to do your thing. People should have heard me yelling at the TV at last night's game because yeah. somebody brought up, oh, and, and you know, the Ravens, uh, how lucky they get. You know, they their starting quarterback goes on the COVID list and he only misses one game. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm I'm screaming, he should have missed more than one game. Thanks, Wang Harbs, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. The way, they, the, the way they worked it out a little bit, but that was um, – We'll get to that game. We'll we'll start the second part of the show, but we we still got a couple things here about this past week. The defense, even with the losses of meaning the loss of players, I I mean no Vince Williams, obviously no Devin Bush. That was early on. No more Bud Dupree. Then you have no Vince Williams, no Robert Spillane, no Joe Hayden, and they still did what they did in the first half to that offense. And really, they did not play horrible, horrible, horrible in the second half. They did not. They had part of that. Part of that was they were gassed. Our mm -hmm. offense had way too many three and outs. That defense got no opportunity to get to to go get off the field and catch their breath. Did you see what I put in my by the numbers article the next morning? How about eight yes. minutes and twenty seconds? 
That was the Steelers' time of possession in the second half. Yeah. Eight minutes and 20 seconds. So if you're doing the math, that's 21 20 minutes 40. and 40 seconds for the for the Bills. being Now, granted, seven minutes and 11 seconds of that was the last drive of the game, which, yeah, that one was a killer. But at the same time, when it came to the defense, what do you expect? I, I, it, it has a 2019 feeling overall. Now, granted, we know Ben Roethlisberger. We know it was a different scenario last year. But just think about this. If I were to say, hmm, the Steelers are struggling to win the game, their defense has to do so much that the only way they could win a game in the last three weeks is because the defense scored. And if you're having to, and if you're the, if your wins are dependent on takeaways and even scoring on those takeaways, then you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. That was the theme of 2019. Could the defense make the enough? Could the defense? Away? Could the defense add enough points to mm-hmm. that it would get a buck that the. Defense and offense combined could get above in points, but the defense could hold them down too. Yeah. Yep. Because the offense couldn't get that amount of points on their own. The defense had to help add points. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. I mean, think about it. if you don't get the if you don't get Joe Hayden's touchdown against the Ravens, you know, that's yeah. Look at how that ended. Now, granted, the defense probably wouldn't be giving up that big play at the end because they wouldn't have been going for the nail in the coffin. They would yes. have probably been playing a little bit different. So you, so that's it. Things would have played out differently, but man, when you win yeah. a game by four points and your defense had six of them, you gotta, you gotta give props to the defense. So kind of how it works. So the defense, I don't think is the issue. I think the defense is doing fine. Um, they are, I mean, Cam Hayward was unstoppable in the first half. Just he was just disrupting everything. They had to make a big adjustment to handle him. They did. Yep. They double teamed him almost the whole second half. TJ Watt probably had his worst game of the season. He just that time the hold was called on him. I thought I saw him grimace like his shoulder was twisted weird, but he's not on the injury report, so they can't say anything about it. Something about him just seemed a little off. Stefan Tuitt got blanked. He didn't even have a tackle or anything. But remember, yeah, he's he, coming back from he's, he's coming back one, from the COVID list. He's the one I thought was invisible. Yeah, but I mean, he's also coming back from the COVID list. Yeah, you've got to remember. I don't know if he was a close contact or if he was a positive. We we know this could wreck your body a little bit. It might take a little. It's a, it's different for everyone. So maybe he wasn't quite ready, but he he stepped back into it anyway. I don't know, or maybe it was just a down game. But normally, if you have to put so much attention on Cam Hayward, some of those other guys can thrive, and it just didn't happen. I mean, Alex Highsmith played more snaps than than um, T.J. Watt, and I yeah. still felt like he looked like he was only going at about – he was giving it everything that he had, but he was dinged up. So I felt he was only about 85% of what he could be, but no fault right. of his own. But he was just going out there and still trying, still trying to play through. So it was quite admirable. Um in that respect. So I, I think the defense is fine. I mean, think about it. They held Buffalo to less than their season average, and that includes a score by the defense. And, um, and also includes having to play a hybrid person at inside line. Yeah. I mean, and you, and they covered and well. And that worked. They, I yeah. mean, Williamson yeah. and yeah, they were covering the stuff and like, I was really worried they were going to exploit that pretty hard and they were not able to yeah 
So, yep. So it's 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 interesting. There's a lot of different things. Well, we're going to go ahead and finish up part one. We're going to we're we're going to go ahead and talk about a little bit of that Monday night game too before we roll into next week. We haven't even got into the main topic of the show, which is well, we kind of have well, with everything that we're doing. It this is, is all actually. about the Steelers. It's yeah. Monday night's not about the Bengals. It's all about the Steelers. So it's all about what we were just talking about and what we're going to talk about. So if you're on the audio side, go ahead and click over to part two. If you're with us on Facebook or YouTube, hold on for just a few seconds and we will be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free and Anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.